This is an AMI podcast. I'm Kelly McDonald. I'm Ramia Amadin, and this is Kelly and Ramia. Always a fun time when you join us on weekdays for Kelly and Ramia. A new episode every weekday. Wow, can you imagine? Two hours of fantastic content, conversation, guests, contributors on a variety of subjects. You can always tune in live at 2 p.m. Eastern time on AMI-tv. We're also available on AMI-audio and on your favorite podcast platform. Kelly mm, McDonald, over to you. Gosh, for the podcast, man, mm, because mm. that's the only way you can just kind of listen to the repeats. You get two Otherwise, on AMI-audio and TV. And that's all, folks, till the next one comes. Wow. Anyway, folks, speaking of what's up next, let's uh, chat about the world of health and wellness with Francis Wong. Hello, I'm Francis Wong, and I invite you to join me as we explore topics of health and wellness so that you can make the best choices for you to live an informed and radiant life. Of course, Francis, welcome back to the show. Um, again, one of these great topics. But I think something that sometimes we sit back and say, oh, I wonder what that is and how that might be a benefit to me. It's been a while since the COVID lockdowns. And one of the things that people missed most was human interaction and, more importantly, human touch. We're here to touch the talk of, uh, on the practice of reflexology today with Francis, what it is and how we can benefit from it. Francis, again, welcome back. And can you tell us a little bit more about reflexology? Thank you, Kelly. As a child, if one falls and hurts themselves, they usually cry and sometimes will hold onto that body part part that they hurt. Like if they fell off the swing and landed on their knees, they may grab their knees. As an adult, if I bang my elbow or stub my toe, I will sometimes uh, get something. I will maybe swear out loud if it was super painful, but I'll definitely use my hand to rub that elbow or grab that foot that I banged. And the interesting thing is that it's an instinctive thing that we do. We don't stop and think, gee, I should rub my elbow or my toes. So scientists have suggested now that stroking our own skin may cancel out the sensation of pain by shutting down the brain's response to touch so that we don't register that pain. And a most obvious example that shows how you can see that we're programmed to respond and react to other people's touch, but not our own, is when we try to tickle ourselves. We generally cannot. Yeah. Yeah. So, however, we do respond to the touch of others, such as massages, and this is where reflexology comes in. Reflexology is a type of massage where the reflexologist applies different amounts of pressure to the hands, feet, and ears. Oh, okay. That's interesting. So, Mm -hmm. it doesn't sound like a typical massage, and I'm sure that's what we're going to get into. Why are they targeting hands, feet, and ears specifically? That's a good question, Ramya. There are a few theories about this, mostly that your hands, feet, and ears are connected to certain organs and body systems, and that by applying pressure to these points, it can help to release stress and promote healing, similar to acupuncture, but without the needles. In fact, the World Health Organization Scientific Group proposed a standard international acupuncture nomenclature, and specifically 90 points on the ear. So have you ever been to the doctor and had a physical exam where you're sitting on the patient bed and the doctor taps your knee? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So what happens when your knee gets tapped? 
if if done right, it jumps. Your foot would yeah, likely that... be the one to jump. Yeah. What do you call yes. that? Yeah. I guess reflex. It's, it's yep, that's reflex. What it is. Exactly. I'm just going to yeah. check your reflex, you know, quite, quite on all yeah. the old TV shows. That's like, when you kick someone question? through a wall. Yeah. Yeah, that's like, you know. yeah. Yeah. So instinctively, your foot will kick out. So in reflexology and acupressure, reflex points that are stimulated on one part of the body affects another part of the body, just like when you tap your knee, but your foot actually is the one that goes moving. So whereas when you get a massage, you're generally feeling the effects directly beneath your hands. So if someone is massaging your neck muscles, you're going to feel the neck muscles. But if you're getting reflexology on the center of the sole of your foot, sure, you'll feel it on your foot, but it's actually affecting your kidneys oh mm, 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 mm. I, I just think of what kind of roadmap like like as you learn reflexology or, or or you know anything like this um to know okay this happens this is where it's going to help i know that's all that education one gets but how is it that pressing one part of the body affects another francis yeah, so there are several theories as to how reflexology works. Let's start with the basics. We know that we are made of matter and energy, but what is matter made of? Well, in a science alert from 2020, physicists have suggested that all matter may be made up of energy fragments, which would mean essentially that everything is made up of energy. So one theory of reflexology is based on traditional Chinese medicine. In Chinese medicine, our energy, our vital energy or life force is known as qi. When this life force gets stuck in our body and isn't flowing well is when dis-ease or disease occurs. And I've given this example before when we were discussing acupuncture, but if you imagine a garden hose that has water flowing through it as chi, and then someone twists that garden hose and creates a knot, that water or chi gets stuck or blocked. And in the case of the hose, it can back up and create issues elsewhere. Mm. In our body, when we are stressed, we end up creating blocks for our chi, and that is where both acupuncture and reflexology come in to help rebalance the body. So Chinese medicine practitioners believe that qi disruptions create an imbalance in the body's energy, which can lead to illness. So the purpose of reflexology is to keep that qi flowing throughout the body so that we can remain balanced and, and disease-free. In Chinese medicine, different body parts correspond to different pressure points on the body. So there are reflexology maps that map the ears, hands, and feet to specific organs in the body. And the reflexologist knows where they should apply pressure to affect a specific organ. In reflexology, the belief is that the touch sends energy flowing through a person's body until it reaches the area that needs healing and balance. Interesting. Okay, yeah. And I mean, we see it in our bodies anyway, right? Like actual physical blockages and such. So the, the thing around um, reflexology specifically is we're talking a lot more about energy. What are some other theories around reflexology? Yeah, it's definitely about energy. And mm -hmm. there are three more theories that I'll talk about. So British scientists Sir Henry Head and Sir Charles Sherrington discovered in the 1890s that nerves connected the skin and internal organs. They found that the body's entire nervous system has a tendency to adjust to outside factors such as touch. And so this theory is that a reflexologist's touch may help to calm the central nervous system. The pressure or touch applied sends a message to the central nervous system, which in turn signals the body to adjust the tension level, therefore promoting relaxation and other benefits similar to a massage. Another theory is called zone theory, where the body is divided into 10 vertical zones. 
The zones are similar, but not the same as meridians found in Chinese medicine. Each zone corresponds to fingers and toes and runs up the body and every organ falls within a zone. So you can access the organ by pressing the point on the corresponding finger or toe. Like the British theory, it's thought that these pathways between the points on the fingers or toes and the organs in the body are connected through the nervous system. And one other theory is known as gate control theory or neural matrix theory of pain. And this theory points uh, posits that pain is a subjective experience created by your brain. So if you can influence the brain, you can also affect your experience of pain. Reflexology can do this by reducing stress and improving your mood. That one interests me because, you know, you talk about pain thresholds that people have, each one yeah. of us uh, very different than, than the other or what people can endure. Um, it seems from what you're saying, Francis, that the body may feel relaxed after reflexology. So what are some of the benefits of having that reflexology session? Uh, and should we be aware of any side effects? Yeah, so you're correct. Most people will feel more relaxed after a session. Unfortunately, there isn't a lot of research done on reflexology, but in a 2000 study, researchers looked at cancer patients who had breast or lung cancer and found that those who had reflexology reported lower levels of anxiety than those who didn't receive reflexology. And then a different study on women experiencing uh, pain in premenstrual syndromes found that those who received two months of reflexology sessions reported significantly fewer PMS symptoms than women who did not. More studies need to be done, but it seems that benefits include a reduction in pain and in anxiety for some people, but results may vary based on each individual. And then in terms of side effects, some people have reported mild side effects such as tender feet, and I guess that goes to how sensitive one may be, and lightheadedness or emotional sensitivity. Oh, okay. Uh, how do massage, reflexology, and acupuncture differ? So one of the main differences is that in a massage, the person receiving the treatment reviews their clothing to receive the massage. In reflexology, clothes are kept on, except the shoes are removed so that the reflexologist is able to work on the feet. Massage therapists work on the body from the outside in, where they will focus on manipulating the muscle, muscles or fascia to release tension, whereas reflexologists work on the body from the inside out, where stimulating the nervous system releases outward tension. Reflexology is more similar to acupuncture and acupressure in that the theory is based on influencing the body's vital energy through the stimulation of points on the body. There is a difference though, as the reflex points used in reflexology don't always line up with the same points used in acupuncture and acupressure. Interesting. Wow, that's very interesting. So are there people who should not be doing reflexology? Yeah, so as with any kind of uh, treatment, it's a good idea to take precautions, especially if you have uh, any chronic health conditions by running it past your doctor. Reflexology is beneficial for most people, but because it works to improve blood circulation in the body, people with blood clots or those who are pregnant should also re avoid reflexology. People have con who have conditions that affect their feet, like a foot injury or gout, may still be able to receive reflexology by having it done on their hands or their ears. Reflexology is seen as a complementary treatment, not a medical one. 
It may help relieve some pain for certain conditions, but by itself should not be seen as primary care. And reflexologists don't diagnose or treat illnesses, but can help the body heal itself and ease some of the pain that people may have. And of course, it's nice to have some human touch. Very good. Um, and again, when we talk about that, that the mental health piece of it, um, or just feeling, would you say that that kind of pampered feeling, hey, you're, you know, the connections that one can can have and obviously feet, they take a lot of abuse overall. And I think there's that level of um, even if it's just relaxing them more. Right, Francis, that, mm. that is absolutely crucial. Absolutely. I mean, even if you go into this experience without expecting much, I think it's nice to have that human connection, that human touch, that someone else is, you know, also doing the work for you. You're not, I mean, of yes. course you can massage your own feet, but it's nice having someone do it for you. I've tried acupuncture and of course, you know, the traditional massages and stuff, but reflexology, as you said, it's not as known, Francis, or promoted. Like now it's great because we got all these, um, different options for people, right? And kind of, I find that going into one naturopathic uh, option gives you insight into more and, you know, you feel more connected to these options overall, which is great compared to, you know, several years ago where people were just very, very unaware of everything altogether. Yeah, and it is, again, complementary. So it works yes, with other, you know, treatments. So it's nice to have a little mix and you can just try it out and see if it works for you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I find, you know, we used to hear a lot about the acupuncture, what it was and some certain people felt, I don't know if I want that. And other people were very big on the idea of it. Um, so I think it, it steps out ahead of some of the other treatments like reflexology. But I, I love the idea of, of a person who discovers that thing that works, but just giving them a try and seeing what part of reflexology or, or, or a massage may work for you and maybe other parts don't um, and maybe you're better with shoulder work or, or lower you know lower back work uh, when it comes to a massage and not so much with your legs you may not notice as much and I think that's very um, it's kind of subjective isn't it Francis? It is and also this is a good option if you're someone who really doesn't like needles. You bet. Thanks Francis. You're welcome. Francis Wong joins us bi-weekly to talk wellness opposite our nutrition segment with Julia Carantis. We're going to get into a performance opportunity in a second after the break. Native Earth, that's uh, the organization presenting it, is bringing us a dance piece that teaches us about the Grassy Narrows tragedy and the people defending and uh, taking care of this community, protecting it today. We're going to be joined by the creator, Wawate Fobister, after the break on Kelly and Ramia. Keep it here for more of Kelly and Ramya on AMI-tv. The Walrus is Canada's conversation, and you're invited to take part. Download AMI's Voices of the Walrus, where professional narrators read selected articles from the magazine. Available wherever you download your AMI podcasts. 